Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. Today, if you will, join me in Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. I'm going to read one verse and then you can be seated. But as Sister Donna's already was talking about it. She could have just kept going. <laughs> she was, uh, love her, I've always looked up to Sister Donna's and throughout this year. I used to love to hear her sing and her minister between her songs. She always had a word for God. She didn't just come up there to sing to be entertained. She always ministered through her singing and also through her words that she spoke between her songs. But in Esther chapter 4 and verse 14, the Bible says, And who knoweth whether thou art come to, this, to the kingdom for such a time as this? You may be seated today. If you, to, you know, this month we've been talking about God is faithful. And we've been talking about several different, different adverse things that people went through the Bible and went through and showed how God was been faithful. To, but today we're, we're going to talk about title of the message today is God saved the queen there's God often works out his will through adverse circumstances sometimes in life you know we look we we, we face circumstances in life and we feel like you know we have our mind or we set our mind to think about well this is how God needs to do this but sometimes in life, you know, we face some things. Anybody here today join me today and they say they, they face some adverse things in their life and some areas in their life that they struggled and some things that they, they couldn't figure out how they was going to make it through this or how they were going to get out of this situation or, or the things about this. But in God always has been faithful. Can I tell you today my, through my life and through my adulthood, through the things that I've been through in my life, my family and different things in my life, God has always been faithful. Sometimes he didn't answer the way I thought he needed to answer, but he always, he came through. Today I wanted to share a, a story today about a, a young man. His name was Misha. He was, he's a young man that had Down syndrome, and he does not, even, he does not communicate verbally. In 2022, Misha and his family faced an extremely intense challenge when the Russian army attacked their home country of Ukraine. Things worsened for Misha and his family. The Russian forces destroyed their house, devastating his family. Forced to flee, Misha's mother knew she would have difficulties convincing her son to leave what was familiar and comfortable to him, to travel to a different country. Searching for a solution. She knew that his mother knew a mother. She knew that this, her son, it was, it was a bad situation anyway, but she knew that her son with this condition in his life and 
that it would be devastating to him. So she, she searched for a solution, and Mrs. Mrs. Mother told her son they would travel through Europe so they could meet Mrs. Hero, a professional wrestler, wrestler and actor named John Cena. The possibility of encountering his hero calmed Misha and made this trip much easier for him. Like any good mother, she had simply done her best to make a horrific situation better. She likely hoped that one day that she would be able to make this dream come true. But she had no idea how this dream, she could make this come true, but she knew she had to do something because the place where they were they had to leave, and she knew that her son would not do this very well unless he was looking forward to something. As they faced despair and the plight of refugees, something amazing happened in the midst of their family's terrible situation. While working in Europe, John Cena heard of this family's plight. Cena flew to Amsterdam to meet Misha and his family. Cena talked to Misha. He played with building blocks with him, flexed his biceps, and he took pictures with him. Cena, who prides himself in never giving up, praised Misha for embracing persistence and pushing through the adversities. After receiving several gifts from Cena, Misha smiled for the first time throughout this whole horrific, horrible ordeal for his family. Throughout the years, Cena has not only served as a wrestler, but also as a champion for the weak. Cena has granted more wishes than anyone in history for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yet, but this time, Cena acted on his own accord to reach out to Misha and make a huge difference in this young man's life. Like Misha and his family, Esther and Mordecai faced adverse circumstances that called on them to demonstrate courageous faith. Here this mother, his, this mother knew that she had to do something. She had to have faith in this son, and she, she gave this son some hope. And through that, this, something that some of us may not have never even thought about. But through that circumstances, she, they had, her, this mother had to have courageous faith. This young man didn't understand what was going on. But he had, to, he had enough faith that whatever mom tells me to do, I'll do that. And I'll see adverse things. Just like Misha's mother, in face of the extreme adversities, did whatever she had to to make it through a bad situation. The unprovoked attack on Ukraine by the Russians mirrors the jealousy of Haman that led to him trying to crush Mordecai and destroy all the Jews. You know, we face things in life sometimes that is determined to destroy us. Haman sought the king's permission. We know the story, and I'm just going to talk about the story just a few minutes. Permission for a day to get rid of the Jews. Haman put his plan to work, but God worked behind the scenes by positioning Esther inside the palace. And I don't want to get ahead of myself today, but can I tell you someone today that it doesn't matter what you're going through, that God is in control. We may be facing things that we can't understand. We may be facing things in life that, that seems like it's out of our control or it's going to be destructive to us. But can I tell you today, it doesn't matter what it looks like. 
Don't matter what our government looks like. Don't matter what this country looks like. Doesn't matter what we're facing. God is always in control. The Lord has a the Lord the Lord has a strategy that often works out very differently than what we might think. As I've already said earlier, sometimes in life we we have our own plan of how we think things should fall in place. But can I tell you today, God has his plan. The Almighty often chooses, sometimes he chooses us, each one of us sitting here today, he chooses us to make his plan come to fruition. He puts us in the right place at the right time. Can I tell you today, I've had enough testimonies in my life of things, I can tell, I can stand here and testify of things in my life today where God I was in the right place at the right time. There's been times in my life where you're like, how did things fall in place? And you say, well, just by happenstance. No, it's not by happenstance. God allowed our lives to cross, our lives to path to cross in situations. Many times I've, I've heard it talked about, and I've, and I've even used the, the example myself, Sometimes when we go through life and we, we get behind this, in our, in, our, in our area of life, sometimes you get behind this farm tractor that's driving slow and, it, and you're in a hurry to get somewhere. And you find yourself, this, this situation going through and you say, well, I'm in a hurry and you're trying to get around this tractor, this farm piece of farm equipment. And eventually you get around it and you get down the road five miles and you see there's a bad wreck that just happened. How God orders our steps. How he orders our timing. And sometimes in life, you know, God may be, you know, you may be behind this or you may be get hung up at a red light twice. You know, we don't have that problem around here, but you may get hung up at a red light twice and it puts you behind, but God may be just trying to get your timing to where you'll be in the right place at the right time. Even though we believe in God and we have tremendous faith, we may need a push to recognize the Lord has chosen us to be the different makers in some situations. You know, I have faith that God does things, but sometimes we just need that extra little push. Sometimes, you know, we know a situation, and I've been in some situations in my life where I sat there. Can I tell you today, sometimes I did the right thing. Sometimes I just sat there and kept my mouth shut. Sometimes I needed to sit there and keep my mouth shut. When I shouldn't, when I didn't, but there's times when I, I can say, God, I know was in situations or, or ordained situations where God put me in situations. And I was there for a reason. I was there for that reason. And sometimes I needed God to, to nudge me, to step out in, into faith and trust God is that's what I'm there for. Because sometimes we, we, can, we can excuse it off though. I, I, it's just happenstance that I'm just here at this right time or I've just happenstance that I hear what I overhear what I heard or someone is going through something and God is wanting to be there to use you to minister to them. But sometimes we need that nudge. It's some, sometimes, it's, it's sometimes revealing how sometimes how the Almighty he has maneuvered our lives for a such a time as this. You know, it's amazing sometimes in life how we just, God just directs our path and how he, he puts us in places. The story of Esther took place in the Persian Empire. Although the Jews faced genocide in the book of Esther, the Persians generally 
treated the Jews favorable. The Persians also even allowed the Jews to rebuild the temple. The positive treatment of the Jews they received under the Persian Empire makes the narrative in Esther seem quite surprising because they were, they were being treated good. They seemed like they had everything going in the right place, but then we, we read the book of Esther. At the same time, the text reveals the fickleness of the kings of that day. The book of Esther portrays the king as a, as a despicable person in life. No one knew the depths of his disappointing nature like the queen Vestai. During a showcase of his kingdom featuring multiple parties and feasting and drinking, the king demanded that Vestai appear before him and the men attending the party. When Vestai refused the king's request, the story of Esther provides us the key insights into the character of, of this king. When Vestai refused to appear before the king's advisors, convinced him that the actions of this woman would affect all the women of the kingdom. And the king acted despicable and, van, and Vesta, Vestit, Vestista, sorry to pronounce the words, paid the price. After the king's wrath, the servants sought a replacement and a possible to serve as the new queen. Vest, Esther found herself as this chosen vessel. Mordecai forbade, forbade her to reveal her Jewish heritage. He told her to hold it. He said, don't let them know who you really are. Hold your Jewish heritage as a secret. Therefore, Esther entered in the chamber of the women on a secret mission from God that she herself didn't even realize. Sometimes in life, we go through things in life where God has ordered our steps. And when he orders our steps, sometimes we don't even realize where we, what, what, what we're there for or what we're there in that, in that situation for. But obeying Mordecai and keeping her identity hidden, it seemed like the best course of action that day. Still, Esther wondered how everything would turn out. Following his advice, proving to exceed beneficially, Esther's kindness and her good demeanor caused her to gain favor with everyone who saw her. The king saw her worth and he made her his queen. Esther faced the tough reality of being taken from her home, being forced to keep her identity as a secret, and being placed in the competition for the queenship among young women from all over the empire. Despite the difficulties before Esther, God still worked in her situation. Can I tell you today, it doesn't matter what our situation, what our qualities are. If God has a job for you, he will equip you. He will give you what you need to do the job. He'll give you the favor that you need. And I feel like today, King, when Esther got, found the favor of everyone she came afford, it was not that she, and I'm not saying she wasn't a bad person, good person. But, but God allowed her, allowed people to, to see the good, good of Esther. Because sometimes in life, you know, there's good people get, gets overlooked. But I believe God can allow the goodness of our life to be revealed to the ones, and he does that, to reveal to the ones that we need to be revealed to. In the same way, we must recognize God's ability to work in our situations. No matter how strange or how extreme 
our situations are. We must allow God to work in them situations. Because, you know, we have the, 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 the free will. Sometimes I feel like sometimes we get ourselves out of, out of what God wants for our life. He may be opening doors, but we have the will to step through those doors. Here Esther, and, and I don't want to get ahead of myself in the story, but Esther, she could have stopped this at any time because she would have said, hey, I don't feel like I want to do this. I don't, want to, I don't want to put myself out there for this, to be, put myself out there to be refused or out there to do this or out there to do that. She could have, she could have cha- changed her mind because she has a free will. Just like we today, when God opens doors for us or puts us in situations in life, we have the will to do what if God wants us to do or what we don't, we decided we want to do in our flesh. The wicked Haman exasperated the, the difficulties of Esther and Mordecai. The king had proven extremely pliable to the situation with Vestai, and the evil Haman saw an opportunity to capitalize on his good relationship with the king and take down his enemy. Talking about the Jews. Haman did not just want to punish Mordecai. He wanted to exterminate all the Jews. You know, here we say, you know, here he was, he wanted to exterminate every, all the Jews. He, he was going to use this for a, for a timing to do what he wanted to do. Thankful Esther had hidden her pedigree as a Jew from the, tri, from the tribe of Benjamin. When you read the, read the readers of the text or studies of the text, often notice that Haman's background. The Bible describes him as a, an ag- agonite. First Samuel 15 tells the story of King Saul, back up in Samuel, King Saul being told to destroy all the Amalekites, including the king Ag- Agag. In 1 Samuel 15 and 9, the Bible says, But Saul and, his, and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refused, they, 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 that they destroyed utterly. In the story of King Saul, he, he, he was told to destroy all the Amalekites, even King, and he listed in King Agag. But here we find Haman is a descendant of King Agag. King Saul didn't follow through what he was commanded to do. His poor decision led to a current, the current problem for the Jews, a thorn in the Jews' side. Now there is a, now there is a woman from the tribe of Benjamin would need to step in and complete the divine command where a king had failed. You know, we wouldn't have had this problem here, or Esther, and then wouldn't have had the problem with Haman if King Saul would have did what he was called to do. Sometimes when we see things and pro- we see throughout history, we see where, where certain situations that, that don't get took care of or situations that don't get done, ultimately it affects other things in life. The problems between the Jews and Haman arose over Mordecai's refusal to bow down to Haman. As a result, Haman blamed all the Jews for the behavior of this one Jew. And Haman utterly hated Mordecai. His hatred led him to formulate a plan to destroy all the Jews. Obtaining the permission of this fickle king proved easy for Haman. And in his decision with the king, 
discussion with the king, Haman used the language by talking about these certain people who had did terrible things in the empire. You know, sometimes people, when they want to get something done, they use broad terms. They want to use things like, you know, these certain people, you know, let's just... We need to take care of these certain people that's doing these evil things. He's not listing out who he's talking about. He's not listing out who the things he's talking about. He was just talking about these certain people. And sometimes that racial statement there he was using, you know, he said, we just take care of these people over here that's causing us all the problems. Fortunately for him, the king liked wisdom of who he was talking about. And he failed to care for, for any of his subjects or any of the people that's underneath him. Unfortunately for the Jews and for Mordecai, the king allowed a death decree to be pronounced upon all of them. But, just like God, the timing presented a window to change this difficult situation to the better. Sometimes in life, you know, we say, how can we use, best use our time to allow the Lord to make a bad situation better? Sometimes in life, you know, we go through some things, we, we face some things, but I think sometimes God gives us time. You know, say some, there's time, sometimes said time heals all things. And, 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 I, and I think sometimes it may not heal things, but I think God gives us time sometimes to do the right thing. Some situations happen fast and rapid. But there's some things happens in life, God gives us the time to do the right thing. And so how, do we, how is the best way we can use our time? Esther soon discovered the problem and she and her fellow Jews faced. And Esther heard about everything her relative Mordecai had done in response to the king's decree. Although Esther wore robe, royal robes, Mordecai had rent his clothes. Although Esther had servants to ensure her garment, garments were impeccably clean, Mordecai dressed in sackcloth and in ashes. Esther remained safe in the palace while Mordecai sat at the king's gate and cried out bitterly. Esther attempted to intervene for Mordecai by sending garments of clothes to him. Mordecai refused. Esther would need to do much more to save her people than just to, to supply their, their physical needs. Here Esther was in the palace Everything was good in her life, or it seemed to be good in her life. Due to her position of power and her relationship with the king, Esther may have thought she could escape the decree of the king. Sometimes in life, you know, when the situation is not on our doorstep today, it's easier for us to go right on through the day like nothing's happened. Sometimes when... When the doctor's, doctor's report is not on our doorstep. Or sometimes when our finances is all good. Sometimes it's easy just to go, keep going on like oh, there's no, no, no problem. There's nothing going on. But can I tell you today when it falls on our, our plate. Then it becomes serious. Sometimes in life you know when it's not on our street. You know we talk about our world today. We live in it. Sometimes, you know, we live in a, a rural area. Sometimes when it's not on our road, by our mailbox, sometimes we kind of brush it under the rug. 
But I'm here today to tell you sometimes it affects everything. And that's what, and, 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 King, and Esther's life is, yeah, right that day on days in her life that everything looked good. She had her servants. She was in the, she was in the palace. But Mordecai worked to convince Esther that she might have her position for another reason. Not to just to save herself, but to save her people. You know, here, here Esther could have looked at it as, as God save me. She could have been selfish. She said, God put me in the palace and he, he took care of me. But Mordecai was saying, Esther, you may not be here for, for your protection. You may be in this position to help save your people. Mordecai asked her in Esther 4 and 14, Who knoweth whether thou art come to a kingdom for a, such a time as this? Can I tell you today, and I don't want today the situation you may be in, can you may say this same thing? You may be in this situation for a, such a time as this. You may be going through this because it may not be for you, it may be for someone else. You may be here going through, and me and my wife has talked about this many times, sometimes in her health problems. She's been in the hospital before, and I believe, and, I, and I'm not saying that God used her sickness or thing, but I do believe he did in some, some situations. Because when we was in a hospital sometimes, we was able to minister to a nurse. There's been many times we was sitting there, she was laying in the bed, and she was going through some things. But the nurse that was standing inside her bed, I've seen this happen multiple times, where the nurse was standing there in a situation that that nurse was going through. She was stood there beside my wife's bed and, and was tears flowing down her face. And the situation in her life that she was going through, talking about her family and things that she was going through. And we prayed with that nurse. And she left there and she came back a couple days later and she said, I feel like the situation has changed. And I feel like it's because y'all prayed for me. And so who knows if we was there for just a time as this. And so I feel like God has used this situation. Sometimes it's, we, we, we go through things and we're like, why am I going down through this road? Why am I going through this today? But God may be using this to help us. Esther vowed to go into the king even though the king had not called for her, risking the same fate as the last queen. When the last queen didn't do what the king said or did, wasn't in the right vein with the king, she was banished out of the kingdom. Here Esther could get the same she would be under the same risk of her fate. But Esther stated in Esther 4 and 16, said, if I perish, I perish. Esther listened to Mordecai and determined to save her people even though it could cost her everything. And so here we find Esther realizing she is not there for her own self. That God had to put her in that place to be there when she needed to be there. And she was willing to risk it all just to save her people. She was willing to risk it all to do what God had placed her there for. Sometimes we can find ourselves in a safe place of blessings thanks to God's plan. There's times we're like Esther. We can find ourselves in, in the, the arms of comfort, the arms of safety. Yet the Lord is calling us to demonstrate great courage and step out by faith to reverse something that's going on that's terrible. 
Sometimes in life, we can find ourselves in our own nice, comfortable home, in our own nice, comfortable life. But sometimes God may be challenging us. God may be using us to reverse something or wanting us to step out, out of our comfort zone. It may not be into a situation quite as dramatic as this, but sometimes God is wanting us to step out of what, we're, what we call comfort or what we feel protected in to witness to someone, to reach out in faith, to lay hands on and pray for someone. The challenge may prove even more intense because we might have to stand up for someone else and doing something we would create a risk for ourselves. You know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've felt this before to pray for someone. And the enemy has used it, you know, a situation. And, and when I went to pray for them, God, the enemy said, they're going to be the same thing. Nothing's going to change when you pray. They're going to laugh at you when you pray for them and then nothing changes. Or they're going to mock you or this or that. But sometimes we have to take the risk. When God has called us to reach out for someone else, to stand in the gap for someone else, we have to put a, we're going to have to create a risk for ourselves. When you stand and you pray for somebody and say, God is going to heal you, you're putting a risk at yourself. But you're not risking nothing that God can't take care of. Nevertheless, we must move outside of our comfort zone and fully embrace the will of God. I'm not saying go around and be crazy and do things that you know, but, but if God leads you and directs you to do something, step into that because God is wanting to use you as a vessel. Esther and her maids, along with the Jews, including Mordecai, I fasted to help Esther prepare to save the people. Doing so allowed her to formulate a clever plan to counteract the evil scheme of Haman. So sometimes in life, you know, we, we, step, we have time sometimes to prepare for what the battle. We have sometimes to prepare for the situation. Like, like here, sometimes we need to pray and fast. You know, we say that about everything, but we need, that's not a cop-out. That is what we truly need to do. We need to pray and fast that God will direct us. We need to pray and fast when God's not even, we're not in a situation. That when we face a situation, because there's some situations you ain't going to have time to pray. So you need to be Already praying fast, and and and, I, and I'm today. I'm just saying. Sometimes we got to pray and fast that God will, when that situation happens in our life, that we will act or we'll do what God really wants us to do. The situation that gave Esther her position, because of the king spent so much time partying, the festive mood and that had caused the king to take the crown away from Vesti. Esther also hoped she could ply the king with feasting and with drinking in order to help him hear her petition. Esther demonstrated a tremendous wisdom in preparing a couple of feasts for both her husband and for Haman. Esther understood how the king worked. Sometimes we have to pray for the understanding of our situation. Haman, however, proved himself more foolish than wise as he failed to read the queen, the king quite as so well. The beginning of Haman's downfall occurred when the king could not sleep. To alleviate his insomnia, the king asked for the royal records to be read before him. The archives contained a story of Mordecai preventing an assassination, assassination attempt 
on the king. When the king discovered that Mordecai had not received no reward of his life-saving deed, he summonsed for Haman. You know, that's how God works. Here, Haman, or Haman was, had this, this evil plan and how this evil plan to destroy Mordecai. But here the king couldn't sleep. And I tell you, God can make your enemy not sleep. He can make what's your situation. He can change the situation. And I feel like, you know, God orders our steps. And here he read the, the records and, I, you know, he could have read anything. They could have read anything to him. But the story of Mordecai was what they read to him. And, the reward he, and so the king asked that he should be, what should be done to the man whom the king delighted to honor. And the presumptuous Haman assumed the king was desiring to honor him. And Haman proposed that the honoree be clothed with the king's royal robes and paraded through the city on the king's horses as they proclaimed. And one of his best scenes of, in the best scenes of the a poetic justice ever, the, the king commanded Haman to give this honor to Mordecai. A scouring, scouring and embarrassed Haman reluctantly led Mordecai through the city. Could you imagine the guy that wanted to, he wanted to kill? Now he's leading the horse with this guy on, his, on the horse's back through the city in the king's robe honoring him. Mordecai had gone from wearing sackcloth to wearing the king's robe. Esther would also succeed in her mission, but not before Haman tightened the, prevent, the proverbial noose more tightly around his neck. You know, the story goes on that, that Haman had, built, had gallows built that, so he could execute Mordecai. Esther would put the final nail in Haman's coffin during her second banquet. Esther told the king of the, the pending destruction of her people. And when the king discovered that Haman was the culprit, he declared that Haman be executed on the same gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. The king, however, could not reverse the decree before the Jews, but, but to counteract that previous plan, the king allowed the Jews to defend themselves. And the Jews defeated their enemies. Hopefully we will never face such a terrible circumstance as Esther and Mordecai. Maybe, well, I hope we don't never have to face that, that kind of situation in our life. But even if we do, we can increase our faith by thinking about the situation in the book of Esther. The Jews went from potential genocide to a great victory. They even... they. We should face every circumstances with that type of courageous faith. Although we may lack personal courage, perhaps the Lord has placed us in a certain situation for a very, very certain purpose in life. We must have faith in God and the courage to step out by faith. When a terrible problem in life arises, we may feel as though God is judging us. We wonder what we have done wrong. Anybody ever face that when, something, when things start falling wrong and going wrong in your life? What have I done wrong? What have I done to merit such a, such a response in life? We may have misread the situation. The Almighty may be actually desire, 
to pour out a wonderful blessing upon us. Even Esther and Mordecai faced a challenge of understanding their situation. Even even these characters in the Bible, they had had the, the challenge of understanding why they were going through this. And I'm here today to tell you, sometimes we go through life, we go through situations in life that it's hard to understand why am I going through this. We want to ask questions sometimes, why did I have to go down this road? Today we may get some answers for that someday in life, but some days, some of the situations we will never know why we went down. There's situations in my, in my wife's life or my family's life that I went, we went through some dark times in life or different things in life. And I can see where some, some of them roads is, is circled back and I see why I went down them roads. Because I was able to help someone else through a situation. But there's been some things that we went through in life that I have no idea. I don't understand why. But it was all to, to get me to where I need to be in life. Haman had an evil design, but the Lord had a strategy, a, a strategy for a good for the Jews. While Haman's decree seemed like the Lord was sleeping on the job, the Almighty actually planned for all the enemies of the Jews to come out, at, out of the woodworks so the Jews could defeat them all. Without Haman's plot, the Jews might have faced sporadic persecution throughout the Persian Empire. But their adversaries could have risen up against them in different places and at different times. But the casting of lots for that day that destroyed the Jews turned out to be the tremendous way for the Jews to secure their position in the empire. The situation reveals that we must maintain courageous faith even though in adverse circumstances. You know, we find ourselves in life sometimes going through things in life, as I've said a couple times today. That we can't understand why in verse situations. But we must remain that courageous faith to go through things. You know, we go through things in life. We, we, we face storms of, of, of natural storms, tornadoes. Or you see sometimes you see it here just a few months, several months ago now, we had a major hurricane that hit our area. And during that time, there were many people lost their homes. They lost their livelihoods. But can I date it through all that destruction, through all that situation in life, you've seen testimonies of how people stepped up. How people stepped up to help their brothers, help their person on the street, and help the one down the road, you know, in situations. And so sometimes through life, you know, we look at life, life and storms, natural storms, sometimes we reflect them together sometimes but in life you know we find ourselves going through storms of life and we see how how people how God uses these things in life sometimes it's things that I believe is is meant to destroy us but sometimes yet God has a plan the Lord shows up with great love through for his people and many converge through that bad situation and we set up things in life and change life. And we see the good of people. I feel like God sometimes uses natural storms in life for us to see our, our neighbors and, and see how, how, how God uses people in our life. 
we I grew up we grew up in a small town, and I just beginning to close today. But we grew up in a small area, and sometimes when life throws you the worst storms, the first things, me and some of the guy, people I grew up with, they say you know, we don't ever we, we pass on the street every day, and we don't never even speak. We may throw our hand up and wave, but when tragedy happens, they're right there to pick you up. And just like that in life, God is right there. It doesn't matter what we go through, God is right there to pick us up. We may too have faced every circumstances with courage. We may too face every circumstance with courageous faith in God. Today, as I begin to close, I ask us today, no matter what adverse situation you're in, as you stand across here, I ask the Lord to help us be faithful through our adversities and pray to see the hand of God in difficult situations. Sometimes when we face situations in life that we can't see or don't understand, I ask us to pray that God will see God's hand in these situations. Let us pray today. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today. Minister today through us, Lord Jesus. Allow us to see, Lord Jesus, your hand of protection through whatever we may be going through. Lord, I ask you to lead us and direct us, Lord Jesus, and allow us, Lord Jesus, in the situation we face, that God, you guide us and lead us and guide us and direct us, Lord Jesus, and touch us and anoint us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386 935 2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website again thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family